Cootsies. Hit it up, Marvin Gardens. <laughs> Marvin Gardens, dude. That was the one at McDonald's I never found. <laughs> Lost in the playpen. Ouch. Boardwalk. You always got Park Place. Park Place was the one that you'd get like a hundred times and you'd go, oh, dude, if I only had Boardwalk, I win a million dollars. If I only oh, had man. Boardwalk, I'd win a hundred. Did you guys watch? Least. Did you watch this? They did a really incredible documentary about some like crime organization on the east coast that that uh they somehow i got all of the winning pieces for the mcdonald's monopoly game oh, yeah and he was yeah. just handing them out to like his family and his friends yeah. and, like, yeah. what, was that, what was that documentary called i, I did watch that that, that was, was like it was good mcrigged <laughs> or something what a we yeah, what a weirdo, man. A Mick rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be what it was. Mick rigged, dude. Uh, announcement. What? It's Stevie Baby's 97th birthday today. <laughs> Gotta shout out, dude. Keeping Look at us rocking our tiki's, dude. Tight, dude. Tight and, tight and fresh, dude. Look at you. God, you're hot. It's the tight. Hawaiian, baby. <laughs> the Hawaiian We're trying to represent, too, dude. Check I us know. out. Look at that 50-50 split over there. Yeah. Now I'm going to take it out too. How are you, how are you feeling, baby Steve? Big three six, dude. Yeah, no, I feel old. Thirty six is crazy. I don't know. Maybe it hasn't hit me yet. I wasn't really looking forward to turning thirty six, I guess, but it is what it is. Happy to be with you guys on my birthday. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's you got old. anything? You got anything planned? You got something? You got something coming up? What's going on? You got dinner plans, dude? Someone's finally going to come and break me out of this fucking attic <laughs> and take me out for some surf and turf. <laughs> nice. I'll have dude. some freedom as my Ooh. 36th birthday gift. Damn, dude. Seafood Tower, I heard. Seafood Tower, baby. I'm getting all Damn. the Alaskan crab legs. Nice, dude. I just that want a bowl so of butter. Yeah, I do too. That sounds so good. <laughs> wow. Where, where are you take going a for, break your, for the diet? Where are you huh? going for your birthday dinner? Uh, Churchill's here in Spokane. Oh, Steakhouse. Have you been there before? No, looking forward to it though. Oh, Maybe a seafood Steve. tower and a big old steak. Got a porterhouse. Mm, nice. Steve, dude. that is a great choice, man. You made the right you deserve choice. It, baby boy. Thank you guys. I'm looking forward to getting a tin. I yeah, threw dude. I threw down That's me awesome. and Tazzy me and Tazzy baby threw down for dessert. We vent we vent oh, thank the, you. We Venmoed the lady so that you could get the the moose cake. Dude, if I, if I oh, Venmo thanks, your man. lady, if I Venmo your lady, will you? Will can I get you as many drinks as I possibly can? I mean, if you will want you them, have to foreclose on your house <laughs> for sure. For one, oh man, I mean, one, I could, I could, I could. I haven't been buying bar tabs lately, man. I could probably, uh, you know, throw oh, down for for one for you a month one, of Julian's bar tabs in one night. I'm doing it right, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> well, thank you, Julian. Bar tab coming in hot. Dude. <laughs> it's not really uh, you know, responsible of me, but that's okay, right? Yeah, it's, it's your my birthday. birthday. You're 36, dude. 36. That's my parents, that's all my parents both were when they had me. Really? Mhm. Mm yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Think about that. I know. Right before this podcast, we were talking about like how th this the age that we're currently at is like an age that we referenced as who we knew our parents mm -hmm. at, right? Mm -hmm. Like my brother's about to be 40 and I'm like, man, that's so weird. That's so bizarre to have my older brother be turning 40 
like it's happening in, in all of our families. We're getting to that age. And it's like, wow, I never even thought about that age. It's, it's like the age that you started to have a relationship with your parents when you were a child. And so mm. you just kind of think of it in, in that regard. And it's, mm -hmm. it's weird. 40s, like it's 40s weird to new, say out loud. 40s, 40s the new 15, 15 though, bro. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I agree. By the, I mean, by the time we're, we're in our 80s, we're going to have age and life all, well, if humans can stay on earth that long. I reckon we'll be. I reckon our generation will be living into their hundreds easy, just no no stress. Yeah, bro, your parents were smoking on airplanes when they were forty, son. They were fucking. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> drinking gasoline, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad's dad, who was uh, two generations ago, lived to be a hundred, which is pretty crazy. My dad's seventy-one right crazy. now, and he's basically eight. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, your dad proves Alan's theory right there. Yeah, yeah. your dad isn't. I hope I carry exceptional. I think it, hopefully we can all do that. Nah, but I, I hope you know. do. I don't think so, dude. I come from I come from weak stock. Really? <laughs> yeah, but you just said it. You were like, well, "Aren't we all just gonna be living longer as it is, just because of our because of science?" I science, think, baby, science. I think over overwhelmingly, uh, it'll be easier and f far more people will be living later in life via like our generation i think so uh, what's just the age that you guys what's the age you guys are like cut off at you're like dude i don't want i don't, I don't obviously you can't make that decision now but like if you had to it's just like which which what's the age 35 <laughs> steve's dead steve's <laughs> Steve's, died, Steve's trying to eat an year. entire porterhouse tonight, no chewing. <laughs> this, is his, this is Steve's memorial service right now. <laughs> this, nice is his, this is his hologram. The truth comes out. Yeah. We've just been using all the we've just been using bits of Steve on this podcast to use it as a hologram. Bro. Bro, Steve's obituary just says send it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, are I these things called like NFTs? Isn't that what these are? Like little bits of like people's content that you can like reproduce and sell as, mm. is this what Steve is right now for us? If he's dead? No. Oh, well, Steve, I think he's an, an, super dead. An <laughs> NFT, how I understand it is it's a non-fungible token. So somehow if you incorporate, you can take like digital content and with Bitcoin or with like cryptocurrency, there's ways to place a signature on that specific non-fungible token. It means it can't be like duplicated. And so it makes it be like if you're going to an art expose and you buy a Rembrandt, you get the or Rembrandt. Like a piece of you Steve. Like, or like, yeah, like a piece of a Steve. Of like right, right now, this is happening in real time. But because of digital duplication, you just duplicate it over and over and over and over and over. I don't understand fungible tokens really at all, but the little bit that I do understand is that it's essentially coded in a specific way that you can prove that this is the original is how I understand mm -hmm. it. But what uh, if this, what if like 20 years from now, this, this podcast actually became like very 
popular because like our legacy went on to go do something cool like whoever like any of any anybody did something and then people are like oh wow they did this like podcast back in 2021 2020 during a pandemic and it's like 2048 and they go back and it's just and they dig this up and they're, and they're just like wow this is incredible man i can't believe these guys were talking about this stuff yeah. <laughs> It's going to have think, dreams, Julian. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think to go back on this podcast be like, whoa, dude. Maybe. I mean, it's like, it's like these Intelligent movies, conversations like, cool. they're having. <laughs> no. It's, I mean, there's like movies that people go back to and watch. I listen to a lot of podcasts with like actors talking about movies that they made back in whenever they did. And then the movies, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later like have this huge cult following and they're like these these instant class or instant they're you know 20 years later classic mm-hmm. people are like wow i love that movie and it's like God, that movie was like we it was awful when it came out nobody right. made any money we like paid money to make that movie <laughs> <laughs> so maybe fun. man maybe yeah. i do have dreams it is an interesting yeah. experience like thought experiment to think about why certain things hit and certain things don't because there's yeah. I'll I'll go, you know, when I pick out movies or series at night, I never scroll. I can't scroll through the TV anymore because I just I waste 45 minutes just like looking for a picture that I think is fun. And I'll go, oh, that looks mm-hmm. interesting. Right. So I go and I like look on Rotten Tomatoes or like IMDb or I'll just, I'll just Google like best 100 movies that you haven't seen what is that you're drinking out of right that's beautiful <laughs> that's what is it called what's it called Alice? carol carol yeah carol yeah this is uh this is <laughs> this is my tiki cup for stevie baby's birthday dude, dude i'm drinking straight awesome. cold brew that's what that's i'm gonna right. look like after julian's bar tab that he picks up for me tonight oh yeah dude yeah, yeah. don't worry about it man to the 40 buttery nipples that you buy you can, yeah you can only drink you can only drink b52s and buttery nipples all yeah. night dude some duck farts um, duck farts but there's I, sorry to go back to that like how i find movies because you guys were like super riveted and very interested in this dialogue piece i quick. didn't fall asleep at all i didn't either. uh some of some movies that i'll go and like have like you know 30 percent or a 40 percent on rotten tomatoes that, where if i just didn't stumble across them somehow m- perfect example this movie masterminds with zach galifianakis mm-hmm. and Kristen wig bro it's one of the funniest movies ever of all time like for me for me personally like yeah, i just too. i love it and uh i mean galifianakis can do no wrong in my opinion right He's just right. hilarious um it, it scored like a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like, if I was just scrolling through trying to figure out something to watch, 15%, bro, I ain't watching anything that's below a 60% on Rotten Tea. That's you're like always my, paying attention to the you're always paying attention to the star systems. Like you, whenever we're like looking at movies, you're like, dude, this thing's got hella ratings. And I'm just well, like, it's, I, I just I have ever even consider that. Really? I just have to. I can't. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Steve. Like, no, it's, okay. it's kind of like a, restaurant for me like i'm so upset if i go have a shit meal (laughs) that yeah i would rather like base my choice off some sort of barometer and potentially miss out on like the the two hole in the wall mom and pop shops Mm -hmm. to sacrifice the 10 times where i go out and i'm like that's the worst sandwich i ever had in my life this is b and it happens all the time with movies like i get an hour into a movie or a half hour in, i'm like 
this is awful. I'm wasting like those metric systems. The reason why they're popular is because I think for that specific reasons, like I just, I can't stand wasting time. And uh, it's funny how those, how movies and such like that can just miss, like they can be amazing productions and just totally miss the, like critics go, nah. And you know, and the critics, maybe there's a body of like 30 people who really like sway those numbers on Rotten. Don't, doesn't Rotten Tomatoes only have like a specified amount of people who can rate stuff. Do you guys know that? at all no man i, I don't that. know but there's always like i don't know movies come out and i think there's i think it's rigged dude it's, it's the mick rig dude they got they got <laughs> issues because there's a, like because then movies come out and they're like it scored 100 percent on Rotten tomatoes and it becomes this publicity you know yeah. S- yeah. strategy for for movie makers and and other mm-hmm. things i don't know I mean, it's political I, you know yeah i don't I, it's I, political I of course like that might it's political. <laughs> well, I think like Julian's point of like a, a movie that came out that got just reamed that ended up becoming kind of a cult thing was like the cable guy. Oh, yeah. Because everyone was like, Jim Carrey, dark humor. What are you talking about? But it's like Matthew Broderick, Jack Black. That movie's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, no, I want to see The Mask. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch, man. There's like, a, like there's a there's a ton of movies that are like that. And I can't think of any of any of them off the top of my head. But who knows? I mean, what a what a weird thing. This will this like I'm just using this as an example because this is what we're doing. But like, mm-hmm. this will be on in the world <laughs> 20 years from now. And like, what a weird thing to be able yeah. to go back to and like watch even this just listen well. to for ourselves. You yeah. know, be like, listen, look at him. You know, you show Rudy Allen when he's 18, <laughs> like, <laughs> or him just or him just come across and be like, my dad's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait till he's at least so 41. <laughs> He's <laughs> 21. Yeah. Oh and the other the other side of it is that's weird as well, is the the things that hit that you're like, I don't get this. Yeah. That, that always sure. blows my mind. It happens with music all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bunch of people will be like so on perfect example is um Frank Ocean's last record. Mm. Channel Orange. Channel Orange was one of the yeah. sickest records ever. His first record, like his freshman That was like his classic one, right? Mm -hmm. That, yeah. Yeah, just like every song on that record was a banger. And then he came out with the next, with his next record. And I remember like sitting in my car, everybody, all, everybody in my band, everybody like that I was hanging out with, you know, everybody put like the cover as their profile picture. It was so popular. And I went and. I mean, I don't know. I might be making that up, but it was popular. Like people were stoked about it. And I remember driving, I think I had a full day drive from Seattle to Spokane and I put it on and I got to the end of it and I was just like, are you, what, what just happened? (laughs) Like, what Mm. am I not hearing here? There's one Mm. good tune on this record and the rest is just like auto-tuned jibber jabber. Like it was, was people loved it. People loved it. Yeah. And I, I'm always... I think with subjective things like art, right? Yeah. Movies, art. Yeah. There's so much left to the listener and and the the person who takes in that art. But it all it it, it always is shocking to me when something that is relatively universally loved, I go, "What?" It'd be like if you just woke up one day and realized you were colorblind after like 35 years of like thinking you had the colors down 
you know and then somebody's like no 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 bro that that's blue <laughs> like what <laughs> shit like no i feel way. that way i felt that way when i watched nomadland did you guys watch this movie yeah yeah i really liked it yeah it, it got it so really many slow. it got so many awards and i was just like i mean now francis is one of my favorite actors of all time she's yeah unbelievable but it was like what what right this? It's, it's almost it's almost like going to a museum and looking at a giant canvas with like a couple squiggles on it and 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 it's like the thing that like the ex whole exhibit is surrounding and right mm -hmm. like what am i like what 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 am i missing here why is there like it's a circle with a line through the middle of it and it's blue yeah what is this how how do you how how does how do you measure that as being good or not good um and I, and I understand i understand what you're saying with nomadland uh, as well i really liked it um just from the the point of view of 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 her acting but also because nobody else in that movie is an actor and so she was just working with people that were like true nomads um out in the in the making of that movie yeah. and so for that and reason i, I like, caught all those that. performances yeah mm -hmm. were just so interesting because of that mm. so but but i but i also you know just like man so i don't know how hard they worked to make that movie uh in comparison to how hard they had to work to make you know any of the other movies that came out that year movies are really hard to make you know and so oh, yeah. uh and and that movie seemed like you know in contrast to other ones it might have been a little bit easier but you know brilliant because of the her and you know the context of the of this of the story so i don't know it's it's an interesting thing to to think about um i don't know how it works but yeah when things are really popular right away and then and you don't really understand mm. I, I always try to kind of like figure that out like what's what's going what am i what am i missing here but then you know there's also a ton of things like this podcast that are gonna blow up later on and be like wow man like how did this happen we're 50 episodes in we've got 20 downloads <laughs> we said it was going to take till about about 150 in the beginning of this thing yeah i said about but, 500 but <laughs> um, about ten thousand. <laughs> i think and I, I both of you steve would probably attest to this julian you would as well but th that w what we're talking about right like how many times i've been disappointed by a subjective piece of art or maybe not disappointed but just like what i don't get this this isn't this doesn't ring true to me i've noticed though that that experience builds up this like I, like uh, anything that's super popular right away i question like, i did it with hamilton with you guys you guys were mm -hmm. like for seven like eight months just like bro you were all over hamilton's dick you were like this is the only thing I'm that is am. on tv it's the only thing that is this and my personality in that situation is to be like there's no way it's that good and the reason why That's I've the developed that you we're talking about exactly the reason why I've developed that is because for so a lot of the not a lot of the times but sometimes a percentage of the time when uh, things are really popular I go watch them and I'm like why is that so popular you know mm -hmm. and I think that's why I've developed that characteristic which I don't like I don't think is great uh, but I guess it's an in interesting um, 
thought process to break that down and go, why do I do that? You, I don't understand you, why I do that. Would you think about yourself in the same regard if you became like exceptionally popular in the in like the, the culture as a musician? Absolutely. Would you kind what's of that? like resent that almost a little bit? Well, I would just yeah. I think what's the Woody Allen had this incredible quote, which is like, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a part of a club that would allow me to be a member. Right. And I think it's the same. It's the same sort of masochist perspective of never thinking that anything you you do is good or maybe you know like whenever i make a record or an album or anything like i'll finish it and i'll be like stoked for about a week and then i'll come back to it and look at it and be like this is terrible and i'll move on and i yeah. don't know if that's a an artist's plight to just continue to keep moving forward and like try to grow and get better or if it's a disproportionate um self <laughs> hatred or something i don't know I'm, I'm doing fine like you know like i got i got a couple gift cards left over still i haven't spent those so got that, got that going for me <laughs> got some, i got some i got some meals from chipotle for the rest I got some, of your life some credit card points at Best Buy, still like you know, on tap, <laughs> go in there and get some micro USB cords whenever I need them. Dang, dude, can you hook it up? So, um, Steve, this is crazy. You're, you're the folks at home wouldn't know this, but your baby sister was born on the exact same no, sorry, not the exact same day, obviously, it was a year later, but Two same years. birthday, same birthday. Happy dude, birthday to her, dude. Yeah. What do you, th- yeah, what, do you th- Shana. what do you think? Shout out, Shauna. Now break this down for me, Steve, because I could be uh, speaking out of turn. But isn't isn't there several people Never, in your family? Once. Isn't there several people yes. in your family that have the same birthday? Yeah, cousins, and my cousin Mitch has the same birthday as me and my sister. Really? And my dad and his brother have the same birthday, oh, uh, like seven years apart. And then yeah, a couple of cousins have the same birthday as as each other, and it's all natural. There's no C sections or anything, so it's just a weird shadow no twin way. thing. People just bone dancing on like the same day, like, every, <laughs> like nine months prior. Just like every, what is that? What is that? I mean, I was late. My sister was ago? early, so it is what it is. But it's pretty crazy. Uh, July, August. I mean, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the of the odds of that. Really and I don't know what the odds are, but it's. I mean, it's. I I don't really know anyone else that's had that happen to him. You know, out of my family, my immediate family. Yeah, I don't I know if any, that would give a unique you, thing. If, I wonder if that would give you like genetically, like if your semen would have twins inside of them, if you would, uh, if you knocked up your lady, and if that, if that would be something that would be there. You I don't think, think that's, that's how it works. It's possible. I don't either, but I just wonder if it maybe it would. Who knows? No, I think there's Who's a blood type that's prone for for women. I don't think it's for men that are prone to having twins. Um, because I think my sister had to get checked for that. Actually, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 cool. I mean, it's definitely a good birthday present, and you know, it's in all honesty, it's been like really good for for us uh, in a way because I'm kind of indifferent about birthdays and myself and whatever. But she loves it. She loves her birthday. Mm, um, cool. And I think just sharing birthdays our whole lives. You know, um, like I remember specifically this one birthday. I was probably like six, 
was turning six, she was turning four, and we we're all at the beach. And it was mostly like my T-ball friends and stuff like that, and then like mm. their little sisters, you know. Mm. So they're all singing "Happy Birthday," and they forgot to say my sister's name. When they, you know, <laughs> "Happy Birthday to you, Happy Birthday, Steve." Yeah. And I, I remember her being super upset. And then I think after that, it kind of was just like, no, 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 Shauna's, let Shauna, Shauna's excited about this day. She likes cake. <laughs> let her eat it too. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she enjoys attention. She enjoys this stuff and she's pretty reserved. So when the focus is on her, it's really important to her. So oh, I think it's, it's a happy birthday to my sister more than it is to me for sure. Yeah. And my mom, you know, fuck. It's your mom's birthday as well. No, no. But like, Fuck you oh, and right, your birthday. Right, your Thank you, right. mom, yeah, 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 for yeah, you know yeah. birthing me. Totally. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm good. not that's the special good. one today. Uh, I bet you that's had a, a big to, old a noggin coming out. Like when you were born, did you have the same like same size quantity My of body noggin? grew. <laughs> size eight, baby. New new cap. Did you have size eighteen foot too? <laughs> <laughs> what what was your? Yeah, they've been shrinking. What was your digits wow, coming really? out, Steve? Do you know like your length? And I like I was like nine. Almost ten pounds, Jeez. nine point ten or nine point whatever. I was so ten, 10 bro. Yeah. Rudy was like six or seven. Yeah, I don't, he wasn't. He like he wasn't be, that big. He's gonna be a little wuss. We're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be just fine. Trust me. His life yeah. will be better if he can fit in the back of an Uber. Exactly. He's not gonna have those brows though, dude. Did you have those brows? Did you have hair when you were born? That are enveloping these tiny glasses right now. Yeah, so dude, eating those these glasses. That's so ah. good. <laughs> Bro, those, your brows. Your brows are like a bouncer at a Chili's, and you're bouncing, <laughs> bouncing those sunglasses Chili's out Vegas, of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> every out. time, bouncer every time you laugh, they're just jumping up. Get out of here. <laughs> what are bouncers at Chili's? Do? Get out of here. Yeah. Dude, Taco get Tuesdays get rowdy at Chili's, man. Nice, dude. I'm about to go uh, do that. <laughs> I remember wow, getting that's... my eyebrows. I think for it was probably my sixth grade picture. First time it was at my barber shop. You know, my dad's barber shop, and he's just like, "Kid, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make those two things, not just one." <laughs> So just <laughs> shaped it down the middle. Was you got a uni? When oh, you were I had a, kid? a fat uni. Yeah, I'll try oh, to find fat. a picture of me in like yes, fourth please. grade, dude. It's just straight across, man. Oh, sweet. Uh, but he, but he, <laughs> and it never came back. Well, I mean, I pluck it. Oh, you do. Oh, dude, you it, don't. I get a five o'clock shadow up there. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> every you day? think every? Oh, I mean, I don't pluck it every day, but yeah, every couple of days uh, I pluck it. Nice. You know what I've never information all you listeners. Yeah. You know what I've never seen with the brows? Like I've seen the unibrow, but I've never seen mm. the visor. Like that goes from the <laughs> far right and left all the way to the hairline. That would be amazing. You should, you should try to make that happen, bro. Start shaving that little that little patch. <laughs> so it comes see if, thicker. See if you can't build a bridge from the far right. I mean, left. shoot, dude. If I, I could just probably I could probably just dye it. Cut and paste, dude. Cut and paste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just little, I'm just gonna put a little dye here. I think it would catch the hairs. Yeah, probably. Bro, nobody does that. But have you you guys know this basketball player, Anthony Davis? Yeah, the unibrow. Yeah, dude, he's nope. got a savage uni. 
He just goes with it, too. He just, like, he just wears it. Bad mouth. I guess if you're that bad. I appreciate that. And you're also that tall. He's, like, seven foot four, too. And, like, who gives a shit? Like, what are you going to say to me, bro? What are you going to say? You can't even hear you up there. I can rearrange your ceiling. Like, you you don't even matter to me. I look over you. Yeah, if, you're, if you're that bad of a motherfucker, dude, you don't have to answer to anybody for anything. You can do whatever you want. Seriously. But why? It. So, what, but like, so what's what makes what's the difference of us then? Like, why can't we just rock unis proper then all the time? Just because we, we haven't made it? Because we're not that cool. We, we can. We can't. Because society can't shoot, shoot threes with David Robinson with the Spurs <laughs> of 1993. Unibrowser is the only Unibrowser is. <laughs> Unibrowser a social construct. Oh my stigmatized, gosh, I want man. one. They're not stigmatized, <laughs> dude. Um uh uh Frida Frida Kahlo, dude. She yeah. she destigmatized the 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 shit out of some some uh unis, man. Yes. A girl having unis too. I love that. I mean, shit, I think that man. was her self-portrait, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hot. She was hot. She was hot. <laughs> I mean, dude, give me like, give me three. By the time you come back to Spokane, I'll have a unibrow. Yes, dude. I please hope so, man. And a visor. <laughs> when you and said visor. visor, when you said visor, Alan, I thought you were talking about like gelling your eyebrows like forward, like a crew cut or something, like, having them go over your eyes. <laughs> Which, so that's an you know, idea. Fuck the visor, dude. Like, Listen, you could do that, Steve. You could style your eyebrows if you that's wanted. You, if you had one solid halo eyebrow that went like from <laughs> the back of your head all the way to the other side of your head, I, and you didn't gel it, the, the rest of your head. <laughs> that would be amazing. What was that character oh on Star God. Trek, the blind guy that had that like... <laughs> Those terrible Cyclops? glasses. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! Mm-mm. I kind of know what you're talking. It was the about, Reading Rainbow yeah, guy? It was, the, it was the Reading Rainbow the, cat that like no, he was... Reading Rainbow guy wasn't in Star Trek. Yeah, he was. Also, was he? Yeah, really? for sure, bro. No chance, dude. I we got to fact check out. this. <laughs> yeah, right for now. the first time on this show, <laughs> fact check something. Yeah. <laughs> We've never fact checked anything. <laughs> Alan's just spewing off nonsense facts and making it sound like it's for real. Yeah, I can't imagine. I'll bet you five bucks right now, Alan. Five Jordy, bucks? Jordy LaForge. What does that mean? That's his name? Reading Rainbow Good? Yeah, I think he was... That's the guy? I think he was... He, uh, he he was in the reading rainbow. I swear to God, he was. Or maybe they oh, just—he's not. You're, sent, you're Venmoing Julian five dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, you got to Venmo me five Live bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that towards. Oh, Steve's sorry, drink sorry, sorry, tonight. sorry. <laughs> he so Jordy LaForge was the name of the character, but it was portrayed by Lavar Burton, who did what, what was portrayed? The the character the actor was Lavar Lavar Burton, and that guy is also the guy from Reading Rainbow. I think so. I could be totally wrong. No chance, dude. Yeah, Just Reading Rainbow, dude. Executive book. producer. No daytime Emmy, 91 really? through 99, bro. He got five daytime <sighs> Emmys for Reading Rainbow. Wow. I something right, nice. dude. I love the internet. All right. Don't worry, Steve. I won't. Al, I won't. Uh, I won't. Like <laughs> you just took five bucks out of my bar tab, Al. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. I'll... <laughs> I'll no, go he's got to give it. it to you. That was the bet. If I win, you got to okay. put another five bucks in his okay. buttery Perfect. nipple account. Okay, cool. That's going to be my yeah. post. That's, a, that's an extra buttery nip, dude, out in Spokane. <laughs> that's about a quarter of a buttery nip out here. 
Right. Can't buy shit for anything out here in New Zealand. Hey, folks. Today, our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew. Locally owned and operated out of Spokane, Washington. Check it out. Ladder Coffee. I'm jacked! Yeah, is there, was there a price difference or a price hike in like restaurants, bar culture that you've noticed in New York uh, since the pandemic? Because where we're at That's in Washington didn't really shut down. So like prices didn't really change. There was no sense of urgency yeah. to get people to come. Um, yeah. Well, no, I, I lie. There was a little bit of a shutdown, but I'm curious in New York City, is there... I've noticed, I've, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed a couple places that seem... Out, like over the top expensive and i think it's a result of well we were shut down and now we're trying to like reopen and you know reestablish ourselves and so this is kind of the only way we can do it by yeah. by charging you know like 30 percent more than we were already and you know a drink in new york it's it's, it's pretty common to get like a 14 to 18 dollar drink like even like a 10 dollar beer you know, and it doesn't have to be some like nice beer. Like, you know, I was working at a bar and a bud at a bud light bottle was nine dollars. It's like football prices out, you know, and like when you're going to a an a, like a football stadium or something it like that. It's, it's crazy. It should Seriously. be nine, it should be fifty. <laughs> it should be a quarter should flip a quarter into the bartender's hat and he should thank you and walk away. Be like, here's your fucking here's Julian your for bud president. Light. Yeah, everybody's getting drunk for sure. <laughs> dude. Actually, Bud Light. So those should just be subsidized by the government. We should just all get them yeah. whenever we go anywhere. Yeah, like here's a Bud Light. Um, but there's, but there's, but there's other places. You know, I, I live out here in 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 Bushwick, which is a pretty, uh, uh, you know, liberal area, and and I think r- restaurants reflect that as well. Um, I've been to some places that I've been like, wow, this is like, this is very reasonable. I'm super pleased with the nice. prices here. Uh, I think it's just like a difference of districts. You go out into like, you know, Lower East Side or something, you're expected to pay um, a premium so you know, price on on your shit. Yeah. You know how like we treat water, you know, in, in major cities, right? Like we just kind of like, recycle like, the water. It's not like we have any like flowing creeks that like flow mm-hmm. into Williamsburg that we tap and get, you know, fresh water from. Obviously, yeah. like treating the water costs some amount i don't know what that amount is but what do you think the level like the price to make a bud light versus the price to like treat new york water which one's cheaper you think <laughs> make a bud light yeah. that's what i'm saying bro just we should all just get bud lights just come on <laughs> just let it flow dude out of your tap bro dude if biden like if the... biden just all of a sudden just tossed up like yo everybody's getting bud lights for you know, i'd be like <laughs> he's making he's starting to make points he's starting to make points. <laughs> he's he's making making waves. <laughs> this makes sense for me this makes a lot of sense <laughs> Do you guys, you guys even know who the fuck likes Bud Lights anyways, man? You guys don't think that shit. Post Malone. Heavy only. Post Malone. Does he have a tattoo under his nipple of Bud Light? No, but that's all he drinks. He's like endorsed by Bud I think he has I think he's like a major shareholder in the company or something. I don't know. He's just always <laughs> smoking smoking cigs and smoking drinking marbs. buds, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that poor that guy. Our bud, man. 
can you drink are Bud Light and Budweiser like are they the same beer? Just different lights? What do you I mean? Is Budweiser Bud Light? Yeah, just Dan a Heiser light Bush. version of Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, that's what I've always thought. I just didn't know if I was right on that because they have different labels and stuff, right? Well, yeah, yeah one says beers. light. One says light, one says wiser <laughs> on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I having I a stroke know, right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's Alan, like he quit I, drinking and forgot everything. I wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, lots wait, of guys, bolts, guys, wait, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> so is 2% milk just like less milk <laughs> dude i haven't drank proper regular milk in so long do you guys drink milk anymore at all do you drink milk alan you used to love that yeah, stuff absolutely dude i have a nice cold glass of whole milk every so often and by every so often i mean about <laughs> two to three times a day nice i love it really the other day wow it, no not two to three whole? times a day not two three times a day but i love a yeah, cold glass of way. milk bro yeah, Rudy's like Rudy's inherited that. Milk. Rudy's inherited really? to yeah, bro. He goes through half gallon a day. Scouts on her. Wow, like it's, no, it's trying not to break bones like Daddy. Half gallon of milk a well, day. Well, we're giving. I mean, I'm hoping that because we're not giving him like super over processed homogenized milk, like the stuff we're getting him is, it's full cream, and I think it's still homogenized because I don't think it's actually legal to get raw milk. It's definitely not in it's Australia. Not, I mean, and it's not I think in Washington w- you can get raw milk because at uh, the grocery store we go to, I you mean, can get it says raw on it, but I'm like, Ew. Um, yeah. and it's from a local local dairy. I'm hoping that because he uh, is drinking good milk that he doesn't go through the same like broken bone situation that I went through. I don't know if those two things are correlated, but I often wonder. That's what they said when we were kids. That's how they sold it. Dude, speaking of broken bones, didn't you guys catch the Conor McGregor fight? Mm -mm. Yeah, that's gnarly. Have you seen pictures or videos of it or anything? Oh my God. Steve, dude, he like, he broke his foot like, like, you know, when you see a basketball player roll their ankle in slow-mo and like the yeah. side of their ankle is on the ground. Yeah. So that was his f- leg, but take his, his, he broke it like four inches up. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was flat yeah, on the canvas. His ankle oh. just went like oh. backwards. Oh, he broke his shin. It pretty much like, it was just, crazy. It was low. Shin, it, would, it was low shin. It was probably like a high ankle break technically, but okay. definitely like clean broke both bones through the craziest part dude the craziest part like he's not i would be sobbing i would be like boogers coming out of my ears really you'd be crying oh my god bro you never broke a bone like that it is awful it's so I know, painful. I just don't know if my, if my reaction would be to start crying. Bro, you'd cry <laughs> like crying a, is my oh reaction my God, to pain. You would cry like a baby back bitch. Bro, you cried during Up. Like the first three minutes, you were <laughs> yeah, sobbing. Who did? Kind of crying. Who yeah, did? Exactly. You exactly. still <laughs> cried during Hamilton. You needed a hundred times. Yeah, but that's a, I'm, I'm saying like I'm not going to cry over pain. Like that's you not going to be my reaction. You would cry. I'm I don't you, think so. You would cry. It doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to break your ankle like that <laughs> homie didn't cry <laughs> homie's sitting on this is like how this is, this is those praising him for not crying 
was probably in shock. Bro- people going I to broke shock. Ten bones, dude. The reason why I'm you praising him is because like I be back bitch the whole time. Understand that pain. Yeah, it was the wildest <laughs> press conference too. Because like, and it to me it goes to show how different of animals those guys are versus like oh. me, otherworldly, right? Like insane. The fight before that, this guy, um, uh, Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sh- no, Shane O'Malley, Sugar oh, Shane O'Malley, green hair. Yeah, he's got like this rainbow hair. He's really fun to watch fight, actually. Because with that like, name, he was born with green hair for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like tattooed on his tit. Shane so O'Malley. He f- <laughs> he fought another guy, and I'm gonna I don't remember his name, but bro, this guy took a he took 250 punches, strikes right? Like they count how many times you strike something. He took 250 strikes. Like I swear to God, 215 of those were to the face. And this guy just kept charging. Yikes. Just charging Sean. He's just punching him in the dome. And nope, like it went three rounds, took multiple pun- I could take like a flick to the eye and I'd be like, time out, call a time. <laughs> <laughs> call a Throw time. The towel. Yeah, Throw he's, the going, towel. he's going for me. He's going for me. I go full, full possum. Full possum. Flick to the eye, baby. That shit hurts. <laughs> but the craziest part about it, the from what I was seeing, like my vantage point was like, you know, they're all in the ring. McGregor is sitting down on the side of the ring Bro- like his leg is broken. This I would be yelling and wincing in pain, just like screaming. And they're doing like the the after fight press conference, right? Like Joe Rogan's got the mic to Poirier's mouth, and he's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, ah, "I think I, I think I checked him, and it broke." And he's just talking mad shit on McGregor, who's literally three feet away from him, <laughs> and then. Rogan takes the mic. He's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And then goes and sits down next to McGregor and gives him the interview. And McGregor's like talking shit about Poirier's wife. I was like, this is another planet. Like this doesn't, (laughs) who are these people? It it kind of constantly blows, blows my mind how different human, like we're all humans, right? We're, we all are humans, but our capacity for life and understanding of life is so vast and different. Like those guys are, they're human without question, but they are so astronomically different than the three of us. Right. But at the same time, man, like those guys also really know like the value of entertainment and can, and can really lock into what they're doing when they're doing that, you know, like talking shit and being crazy and like post post fight break leg and being like, okay, now like it's, you know, it's just as, it's just as important as the fight itself is what they do post fight and how they like talk about each other and what they do to continue that, that, uh, sure. that feud between one another so that they can continue to make however much money they're making in, in each one of those fights and keep people being like, Oh my God. Oh yeah, my yeah, God. Did you hear point. what he said? Um, that is a good point. There so, is an element you know, of that show business and, and entertainment value that goes into a lot of what those cats do specifically McGregor. He's like, he's just a heel, yeah. a heel throughout the history of his career. Yeah. But Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. We got old Papa, Papa Muzz. 
me and Jai all sat in the living room, watched it together. And we were like, bro, we were like, when the fight happened, we like couldn't sit down. We were like, stand, you know, we were just like, why am I feeling <laughs> so much anxiety <laughs> about this? Like, I don't know either of these guys. They don't give me, yeah. they don't give a flying fuck about me. Yeah. I just gave them $60 of my money and I'm feeling anxious. Oh, you did the papes. You did the pay per view, dude. Well, Papa, Papa Muzz did the papes, baby. I haven't worked in six years. Yeah, I was so. going to say, Alan hasn't paid for anything in two months. <laughs> yeah, dude. Papa Muzz got the papes. <laughs> Papa Muzz got the papes, baby. Um, hey, uh, boy. That was, was nice, really, dude. really wild. That was. Yeah. You know, I, I was. You know what must be the. You go ahead, Jules. <laughs> I love when we're courteous like that to each other. You, you go ahead, Jules. Um, you know what's the craziest thing about it, man? Is like it, it, imagine like because ninety nine point nine percent of the people that are in that industry that are fighters, as well as musicians, as well as actors, as well as all these people who aren't at that level and are trying to make a name for themselves have to go through the same bullshit, like the same pain, probably more. You know, typically mm -hmm. you watch fights that are like way harder and like way more gnarly like worse breaks and crazier shit people with bloodier faces and it's just like and they're and like and and then there's ones that you don't see at all that you mm -hmm. will never see because they're not televised because they're just <laughs> happening in like shitty rings with 19 people watching them and like and they're getting their fucking asses kicked yeah, just kicks, so that the they can like the same. yeah man yeah. imagine being like imagine coming up as a fighter that's what's crazy, man. Like, it'd be so cool to get to that level of Conor McGregor and whatever, you know, to be the people that are that that are charging papes and getting like, you know, these <laughs> these fights that you gotta that you gotta purchase, but like and doing it at the MGM Grand with let's get ready to rumble type of guy. But like coming up, like how do you man, you gotta be so about fighting and to oh get God. into fighting must be so you i don't know what you have to what like gene you have to have to like possess that it, the interest to like mm -hmm. i want to i want to go beat somebody's ass dude. right now dude <laughs> like, I grew, that I, seems I, so harsh man yeah i grew uh, up with this and then cat. not make any money from it mm. right yeah just to like do it for fun you know because you at some point you have to make a choice of like oh i think i can do this as a career I would imagine a lot right. of people get into it as just like, totally. oh, I'm just going to do it to like stay fit or I'm going to learn some martial arts because I need to know how to defend myself. And then yeah. at some point, some guy goes like, hey, I think, you know, you might be able to do this for a you living. A shot. And then and it just ten comes from pop culture and necessity, I think, though, too. It's like the boxers of old were just poor guys trying to make mm -hmm. a living and that's all they could do. Yeah. And then it got popular and people tried to go and get it when the world series of poker was televised all of a sudden it went from a table of 200 to 10,000 because it was popular yeah. on tv mm. ufc used to just be tank abbots and all these dudes who were just barred texas scrappers who could fight yeah. and made made a buck from it you know didn't have anything else to do and then it got popular so you started getting a bunch of characters and a bunch of yeah. other people coming in it's not just like the gracies in brazilian jiu-jitsu anymore it's like you got to know like eight different sports mm. all in one and like let's go because it's popular yeah. opposed to just being like the Muay Thai guy or the whatever you know what I mean like the culture shapes people's wanting to get into that like with music you know now everyone's in a band because Guitar Center so there's a lot more shitty music out there but people are still trying yeah <laughs> because of Guitar Center you think do you think that well, ultimately I mean, you know 
do you think that ultimately the accessibility though, of instruments and recording stuff is wasn't as easy to get now and yeah, you yeah, can do it from sure. anywhere yeah i guess that makes point yeah do you think ultimately though that's better or worse for the sport uh, my argument would be it's better for music to have you're arguing you didn't even let me answer the question yeah, because I want you to take the other side and argue it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this? Because my argument would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's better for the sport. Of course, it's growing the sport. It's growing the sport. It's getting more people in there. It's getting more competition, which is going to grow uh, everyone to excel and be better. I was more referring to Julian's point of like um, rising up in the ranks. Mm. You really got to go much 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 harder because there's that many more people you got to step over which is brutal so yeah i think it'll definitely excel the sport and these guys are coming out that are just insane now with the stuff that they can do athletically and and, and uh, the amount of pain they can endure is is such a mental game i think more than a physical one for these guys right yeah. and the evolution of sport is so fascinating to watch too because you can you know you go back and watch uh, you know, like for a perfect example, it's like you can go wa watch old highlight tapes of like 1980s basketball and then go watch 2021 basketball and oh, you're like not even the same game. Yeah. And that's the same thing. And, and, and the UFC is like a pretty new sport, right? Mm -hmm. I don't I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about right now, but I feel like it's a new sport. Uh, you know, boxing is not but UFC. Dude, I was in, I was I mean, this is this is not new for anybody to hear. But like, I have forgotten that they don't use like proper gloves. They're just like straight up punching each other <laughs> right in the face so hard. And I'm like, Oh, and kicking each other in the teeth. Yeah, it's dude. Like, oh, yo, dude, this hurts me to look at and watch mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. so crazy and there's well, so many kids that are just doing it because they're like i'm gonna make it you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get there yeah. and then you know they oh, gotta prove I, it to themselves too I, I i admire that desire yeah yeah same man tenacity mm -hmm. gotta have it yeah it doesn't make but the, fuck, dude, doesn't make this journey just any, <laughs> doesn't make that journey any crazier though or less crazy yeah man right? we're artists like, oh my god dude i've never been a, i've never been in a fight in my life and yeah i watched that's good i had a I, I grew up with a kid who did like ufc mixed martial arts fighting and in high school he it was like he didn't look for fights but he was definitely always the guy you wanted around in case there was going to be a fight because mm -hmm. you couldn't touch the guy like he had his his arms went all the way down to his ankles swear to god and he had <laughs> he had he had Dan Spaulding size mitts like he his he had frying pans on the end of his wrists <laughs> and he could just like he would just start swinging and f shit would drop and you couldn't touch the guy and then after high school you know like he was just like well i guess i'm kind of good at brawling a little bit he got into mixed martial arts and um I don't know. I didn't follow his career very well, but like, it wasn't like he was just going and pummeling people in the ring, right? Like he, he was paired up with people who have trained and done fighting mm -hmm. and jujitsu, right. mm -hmm. and uh, and he's at the bottom level, right? Like that's like we're gonna go have a fight at a youth center in you know Enumclaw, 
style of fight, <laughs> fighting league. He's now a bouncer at Chili's, by the way, everyone who's listening. <laughs> yes. But I think that's good, too, for guys like that to, like, have a place where they can put out their their rage and their anger and, and get a discipline, you know. I think that's really good about the martial art world yeah. is that it's it teaches discipline, not just, you know, there's a respect aspect to it, you know, which guys like Connor kind of shake their fists at or whatever. But, again, that's to sell tickets. But for the most yeah. part, these guys have a real regard for each other, you know. There's the inside absolutely. the ring and outside the ring. Yeah, Which absolutely. And usually, usually at the end of those fights, like regardless of who wins or how much they hated each other going in, because you're right, there is an element of entertainment that is adding fuel to that fire to get people to watch. Right? There's a there's that chatter and that smack talk that's that's useful to get people to walk, pay for the sixty bucks for the papy, and yeah. but. <laughs> But typically, if you watch one of those fights at the end of it, those guys are hugging and it's like, way to go, congratulations, you know, rarely is it, mm-hmm. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to, you know, piss on your patchoulis. Like, <laughs> I suppose it just has to come from really just loving it. It's similarly to, you know, how you get into music and how I get into acting and how anybody gets into anything, you know, it's just like, it's all relative. And as long as you like, I don't know, I, I can't <clears throat> fathom fighting like that. I can't, I can't imagine myself being in into fighting. So it's easy for me to be like, Oh man, like that's, I can't, can you imagine being like at the ground level of, 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 being like a, a fighter in the beginning and just like scrapping and getting by. And then they're those same exact people that I'm talking about are like, dude, could you imagine being a dumbass kid who moved to New York and trying to be an actor? Like that sounds so stupid. <laughs> and it's just all relative, you know, it's just like, as long as you like it and as long as it makes you happy, I just can't like wrap my brain around fighting, you know, but right. Shit, man. You know, I had some friends growing up that that were into fighting and I never liked being around them because it was always mm-hmm. like very uncomfortable to be in those environments with them when we would go to bars and drink and yeah. be like, you in- intentionally bump into somebody so like that you could start a fight. And I was just like, dude, this is, and a lot of that I think comes from insecurity and I can't really like For put sure. that and fighting like professionally on the same, on the yeah. same page. But I can't imagine people who are legitimate mixed martial arts trained assassins are going around in bars looking to fight like maybe that was a part of their character at one point of their life but Mm -hmm. if you're competing for a a living at fighting i i would venture to guess that 99 percent of those guys aren't going around in bars like puffing their chest going on the but I'm the baddest right. motherfucker in no. here, you know. Even, no. It would be like you going to karaoke bars every night and trying to sing, you know, and being I like, do that, "Listen actually. to me." That is a thing that I do constantly. <laughs> we did a karaoke tour. I'm so vain that I need <laughs> the reassurance of blowing people out of the water at karaoke bars. Uh, oh, you oh think God, you dude, can do a good version of Celine? No, baby, give me the mic. <laughs> Watch me. Yeah, those are some and of my least favorite people, man. <laughs> that's not Celine, dude. That's Whitney. The people, <sighs> yeah, it was Whitney. But the it's originally you can just slay it. You hate oh, them, yeah. Jules, dude. I yeah, I mean, I just like people because it's typically this way. People that sing really well, like either don't like karaoke at all because they're like, I I can, so I don't need to, mm-hmm. or they like 
need uh, they need to have this sense of like I need to prove myself so they will do this and but there's no character involved there's no like there's no energy there's no like commitment it's just like i'm gonna stand in the corner and i've seen it before i used to like host karaoke nights at at bars that i worked at and like always i can't say always but typically the people that are the best will just like stand in the corner and like not be seen but just like sing really well and it's like dude fuck yourself man like go out and do a knee slide through the bar stand up on this bar and rip it up because then you see people that are like awful that are just like come on everybody baby, do that conga no you can't control yourself any longer feel the bit of money baby getting stronger no you can't control yourself any longer friend you know and they're just like going for it hard as shit and it's like that's what i'm talking about dude it's not about your ability to sing and we said this alan in the karaoke tour when we when we were on stage and we were like trying to get people to come and do this it's like it's not about how good you can sing it's so much more about your commitment to just having a blast while you're up here and that probably goes you know to in that it's relative to everything man i mean you know with fighting with singing with acting with all these things it's like don't try to be don't try to be that guy that goes to a bar puffs your chest and gets into a fight because you need to prove that you can beat somebody up don't go into Mm -hmm. a bar because you know you have a good voice and prove that you can sing because you know that you can like just go and like do the thing that you feel compelled to do and and do it with conviction and have a good time and like enjoy the thing you're doing but don't go mm. be a fucking asshole about it yeah. you'd love seeing bullshit. me at a chicken wing contest julian <laughs> chicken wing contest <laughs> you'd love seeing me at that i'm enthused shit you have this conversation know. before how many say you could eat oh i don't know how many i can eat now probably not very many you could, <laughs> yeah, you could probably eat a whole lot more than me as far as chicken wings go now but back in the day i could throw them down Dude, if they were boneless, I could probably eat about 38. I think you can. I think you have a much I, bigger appetite than I do. I don't feel like boneless is that's not even a competition. You're just like No, nah, you gotta go you gotta go bone you're in. Just for eating sure. wads wads of protein. You gotta figure out what that <laughs> bone is doing and how to avoid it and then get rid of it. And how to avoid it. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Would you would you, would like you the- rather Hold on, I got a good one. Is that one. what you're going to tell your daughter, Hal, when you Would have you, one? <laughs> absolutely never going to have a daughter. Uh, <laughs> Next up. Would you rather have to eat all of the extra meat that's left on the bone after a chicken wing eating contest or uh, host karaoke every night for the rest of your life? <laughs> In Ontario, Wait, you Canada, just gotta do it once chicken wings. You just got to do it, the chicken wing thing once. Yes, <laughs> it's done, dude. Yeah, dude I'm be sucking I'm, those nubbins, dude. I, I want them anyways. I'm a little hungry right now. Dude. I'm trying to get some buffalo sauce in my chips, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna get you Sounds guys nice. with a good "Would you rather" one of these days. That one wasn't my best work, but. <laughs> no, that wasn't your best work at all, man. Because that's an easy that's an easy one, dude, for sure. I think for on sure. the point I was I was thinking about it when you were talking about people and karaoke and singing and the reason why you like singing is such an interesting thing because like you don't like when do you utilize that ability for anything? Right. It, like you just right. never like if you can sing, you typically learn how to sing by yourself listening to somebody else who's really good do it and you would just mimic right. them 
Right. And shout. So if you don't like write songs and go out and play them, which is like that's such a small percentage of people who actually take the time and like put forth the effort to get a gig and to stand in front of a microphone and be like, I'm going to sing a song now. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have, we don't have a culture anymore where you sit around a table and pull out a guitar and just sing Kumbaya. That doesn't happen anymore. Well, I mean, and so do if you want, you could, but I'm I'm just, and you hate that guy. Exactly. Like you are like, it's like (laughs) the guy in animal house who like pulls out the acoustic guitar and starts singing to all the girls at the party. Like I was that guy and that guy sucks. Nobody likes that. I love that guy, dude. We used to get laid all the time from that shit, dude. It was great. I was like, hey, yeah, but in, hind- uh, in hindsight, if I went to a party, <laughs> uh, if I went to a party and that guy showed up, I'd be like, dude, this guy blows. I don't like this guy at all. Let me take Shut a moment. Let me take a moment to just play you this um, <laughs> this Smashing Pumpkins song. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> all the kids. <clears throat> that was like that was the go to man. We would have parties all the time, and you would sing for us, but we would like make you do it. It wasn't because yeah, you would, I, I mean there was a couple times there was a couple times where you were, where you'd pull it out and just be like oh no there's a definitely my, bro every my, time that was my except my hat dude that was my that I was a girl walking out of your room being like oh no he didn't <laughs> I was like, yeah he did yes he did that's the what do you best. mean like I played music for her in my room <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I remember yeah, like the part. he's like yeah. no way no, he did not just pull the guitar out on me. <laughs> Yeah, and that was Get my only down first, dude. That was my only game. That, that's like my only that was my only game I had growing up. And so this is to my point. It's like if that's one of the things that you figure out to get attention from the person who you want to get attention from, how do you execute that ability? Like do you just hang it up at one point? Just go like I'm not I'm never going to use this anymore. I guess I got to now like I'm saying specifically as a man trying to find a partner, right? Cause that's at the end of the day, like, yes, I love music and I enjoy singing, but without a doubt, the reason why part of the reason why I developed it was because at one point I started doing it and I got attention and people were like, that's cool. And I was like, Oh, well, that's part of my personality. Right. Now I'm going to start, but keep doing that. Right. Like I played basketball and I got enough compliments from playing basketball that I was like, well, I'm going to keep doing this. So how do you, karaoke is the only way that we can like utilize that tool for social gratification so you get people at these karaoke bars who's like they're not trying to they can sing they don't got to get up there and like shake it like tina they just want to but dude there's like there's there's like a there's a I don't know. Maybe it's just the stigma that I've created for myself because I've seen so much karaoke happening. But if you're mm. good, like, look, there's a lot of people that are pretty good singers. Like, you know, they're not on your level because you practice and you have done this as a career. But I there are a lot of people that just like, half. yeah, you, you're going to break your voice when you start doing these <laughs> four days going on in Australia, dude. You're in trouble, man. You better start lubing up your voice, dude, with some Maalocks. <laughs> I went and shot I went and shot a music video like last weekend with uh, my brother-in-law and um I haven't sang like that much duration. We we it was like an 8-hour day and I was, you know, you're singing the whole time to along to the track. 
to make it feel like in post, like you're actually singing during the music. What song Obviously, it's overdub. It's a new song that me and Swati did together with uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praz. Um, the one you showed us. I'm not sure if I showed. No, 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 not that one. A different one. Oh. It's for Swati's oh, yeah, yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. It's called More to Learn. It's pretty tight. Cool. Wrote it like seven years ago in Cabo. <laughs> and then it's finally found yeah, the, I've, the light I've of heard this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little bit like going into that. Not nervous necessarily, but like I just haven't sang that much since the pandemic happened. And the only thing that really was, it was wild. The only problem I had and the, the thing that was most sore at the end of the day was my tongue. And like the huh. back of my tongue you know, I don't know, you use your tongue so much when you're singing. That was the sorest part of my body after singing all day. And I yeah. I don't think I've ever really thought about that when for singing, for like standing in front of just the activity of singing hard. Like your tongue does so much work. Super interesting. You really, you really haven't. I mean, you sang during like the like the specials we made and stuff like that. Yeah, I've sang, um, I've sang quite a bit. I just haven't sang the amount that i normally mm -hmm. sing right like when i'm yeah. when steve and i are touring i'm singing at least an hour and a half each night and i'm not taking breaks like when we do live at the lodge yeah. or when we do those like fun productions you sing for three minutes and then you take a break and then you go yeah. back in and you sing for three that's not what happens on a stage during like a proper show yeah like singing yeah, for there's a lot an of hour stamina involved in that yeah and I'm singing as well, loud as I possibly easier can. For you? Is it going to be easier for you since you're going out and doing it by yourself, at least right away? You don't have yeah. your band that like you have to kind of overpower. It'll, I, sing yeah, over. I sing. I sing differently when it's just like me and a guitar, or like me and some background vocalists, or me and a piano. Definitely mm -hmm. sing way different than. I mean, really, honestly, I just get super. I just get super excited when I'm on, when I'm on stage with a band. I'm just like, you just amped. blow out your voice. And okay. you don't you don't sing properly or like from you know a a place that is full of air or you know like I'm running around stage I can't breathe I have asthma I'm like in <laughs> half the time I have COVID I'm just like <laughs> yeah I remember man I remember I mean to that that one and only time that I ever went out with you and we did the karaoke speaking of karaoke. Uh, it was it was because I was just I don't know how to sing like I don't know how to preserve my voice at all. And all I was doing was just shouting over everybody <laughs> every night when we were doing that to her. <laughs> and, and every morning I would wake up and just be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is <laughs> fucked, man. Like, Shut up, dude. You can be fine. Have this tea and fucking relax well you, TJ bro, Fridays you at 7 30 in the morning <laughs> at the airport you went balls to the wall though, bro you weren't like uh, I, I what you did on that then. trip was like I'm sure Steve you saw probably video highlights of that tour but I've never seen or toured with anybody who burnt more calories in a three-piece suit than you did on that trip <laughs> somehow, I, somehow i gained weight <laughs> it's just drinking shots of tequila with you and like somehow i like got chubby <laughs> during that period i was sweating so hard somehow i just kept getting chubbier and chubbier dude i saved your I, I saved your suit and your turtleneck from that tour it's at my yeah. house and my 
closet and it looks like somebody just poured mayonnaise from the top of your head <laughs> <laughs> it's like down to your belly button it's just like it looks like it just looks like the utah salt mayonnaise. flats <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a permanent stain too because we've washed it several times several times dude uh, several yeah. times this uh, is like dude, that, fossilized that, that julian vest yeah, that vest was like fucking quilt or whatever it was, like <laughs> tweed, and it was just drenched every night. Like you bring it out, it was so crazy, man. But I say all that to say that I like, you know, it was. It's hard. It's it's very it's very challenging to 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 preserve a voice like that. And like, I mean, that's your gift, man. Like, I mean, you obviously work to preserve it, and you have uh, techniques to sing a certain way when you're on stage every night so that you can do that every single night continuously. Um, but that's, that's, uh, you know, that's the difference of people that are singing karaoke at the bars that are pretty good at singing and that aren't out on the road every single night. Cause it's just like, Oh, you don't. And that's the difference of, you know, people that are fighting it off for papes, pay-per-view fucking shows versus just like dipshits that are getting fights at bars. You know, <laughs> it's just like they're people, people kn know how to, how to make the distinction between the two and will like, you know, forage a, a, a path for themselves to, to get there and to do that. And you did that, man. You made that happen. Yeah, bye. it's interesting. It's interesting. With, <laughs> <so> bye. <laughs> I'm the the, with mixed martial arts and fighting, though, is it, it seems like the pathway, or maybe some people's pathway, unfortunately, is forged through like fighting at bars. I wish that didn't, you know, I wish there was like a better route for people to get into that industry versus like, you know, throwing hands at the f county fair, but right. Like how, I mean, how else would you get into that well, practice? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's other, I'm sure there's a lot of people that just go start training at gyms and start practicing. And, you know, it's just our assumption. Cause we're like, where else do we ever see people fighting at young ages? It's just like, Oh yeah. In the bars, I watched, you know, one of our close friends, Nick get cracked over the head with a pool stick oh, one God. time at a bar and like ripped his whole cranium open and just turned into this epic brawl. And it was just like, Oh my God, dude. And Nick was one of those types of guys. He was on the podcast. Good old Nikki P, uh, who like liked he he used to love fighting, and I yeah. was just like, dude, I hate hanging out with you when you yeah, want to want to fight. Dude. This is awful, man. That but sucks. like you know, I would never have ex I wouldn't have been like, oh, because Nick fights, that's uh, indicative of him going and being like a, a fighter in in professionally. It was just dumb behavior, and I had my my behavior was stupid in another way. I just wasn't fighting. You know, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 easy to assume that like fighters would just come from that place, that environment of like, oh yeah, they just must start, you know, getting pissed off and fighting in bars. But just like you, man, it's like people would be like, oh yeah, what did what did Alan do? Just like you know, start singing it, singing it at at Earl's down the street on the Ave and karaoke night five nights a week and just like make it that way some agent see him and say hey man hey kid here's your shot come on down with me to LA and let me put you up for a couple of weeks and get you started and make you famous Dude. you know it doesn't how great, how great would it, 
how great would it be if the music industry was big enough to where like talent scouts would be going to karaoke? We were just like, we were so waiting <laughs> for people to join the industry. Talent scouts yeah. were like going down to crazy town on fifth and picking out people from the karaoke. Like, I think you got it. I think you got a future in K-pop kid. <laughs> you got that eight factor boy. I mean, there's all um, these singing shows now. So those are basically karaoke. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's glorified karaoke it's just televised. It, yeah, it is. But there's also there's more that goes into those shows, like the way people look, the story that they can manufacture. It's not just like, can you totally. stand on stage and sing? Um, I want to switch subjects a little bit because we almost are, are out of time here. And I, Stevie Baby, I want to know your ordering process at Churchill's. I want to know what you're, what are you going for first? Are you getting some appies, baby? What kind of steak you going for? What kind of sides you having, boo? Come on, talk to me now. Well, I think what we're going to get is a couple of cocktails mm. first off. Gotcha. Um, probably an old fashioned. Mm, and then I'm going to get the seafood tower as the appetizer. Nice. And then I'm going to get probably the, 16 ounce porterhouse. No, you gotta get some like, more apps, dude. You gotta get some more apps. Come on. Aren't well, there some little niblets there? Well, I'm gonna get mac and cheese too. Oh, nice. And then um, probably some form of potato, maybe thrice baked, which would be nice. Mm. And then, um, yeah, like a peppercorn sauce on the steak. It's gonna be mm. fire. And then dessert and more cocktails. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, dude, dude, you should I'm be I haven't eaten you. since like 10 p.m. last night, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be good to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe even earlier. Yeah, you dude, you're building that, up uh, your appetito. That is a damn good. Re and you say you've never been to Churchill's before. Mm -mm. Oh, bro. I'm so no, man. We first moved over here, dude. I, I was on tour for a year and a half with you, and then <laughs> you know, and then everything got shut down. So I haven't like gone out and done too much stuff in Spokane, you know. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I was right. I moved here and then left. Yeah. When when hey, I get said back that to me too, Alan, you were just like, you, you haven't experienced Spokane at all. I was like, no, I thought, like, have you ever been here? I'm like, no. You're like, what do you mean? You've been here for nine months. I'm like, I, it, everything's closed, man. We've been in a pandemic. <laughs> I haven't, I've eaten your wife's cooking every day for the last oh, nine months straight. She's that's great. Yeah. Spokane post COVID. I'm very excited to to see what's what's going to be popping uh because yeah. there's some things there's some cool cool things happening and they they're expand like the the town itself the city itself is just putting parks everywhere and like public places for people to chill and hang out yeah. um but churchill's dude that's like one of the best steakhouses i've ever been to i haven't wouldn't say i've been to nice. a million different steakhouses but they mm -hmm. uh they have just this furnace like the it's almost like a, you know, the oven just gets to like a thousand degrees or something. And then they just, aye, aye, aye. they, they bake mm. their steaks essentially. And so mm. it's just perfection every time, bro. They nice. get that. What, 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 you said what, you're in a porterhouse. I think so. Do you go you medium, rare. medium rare? Do you go rare? What's Me, up? Medium rare. And I know they'll do that right, opposed to some places. I think if I go to a nice steakhouse, I'm getting a proper rare, dude. Just straight up rare. Just like blood just out of the fridge. Face. 
just right, <laughs> just right out of the conversation, dude. And just like pull them out and let's let's dance. Well, I, that is an interesting. Well, my- I'm glad about the review thing because you know it's like we were talking about earlier about like the Yelp review kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I think those things can be misleading because people from like fucking lawrence kansas or actually lawrence is pretty cool but you know like rural towns will come out here or people that live in spokane they'll rate you know Mm. jack's diner a thousand votes at four and a half stars and you're like it's just a fucking breakfast spot you know what i mean and like so all these tourists and all these people you know places especially like new york san francisco la all these people that think this restaurant's amazing but that's because their bar is set at olive garden you know where you gotta like not really you got to really dig, not just go off of a thousand reviews and, and whatever, you know, you do want to find those Dabali's, you know, those hole in the wall, Mm -hmm. mom and pop, truly, truly good. And like Churchill's has that as far as ratings and reviews and and stuff out here. And I usually just go for reference anyways. I trust that shit more than anything. anything Yeah. Like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Absolutely. Word of mouth is always, always better, especially coming from somebody, you know? Yeah. Coming from somebody you trust. Don't take it from me. No, I wouldn't. Oh, no, no, I trust. The- I would trust your. I would trust your rating system, Jules. You got a good palate for food. You just like, you just don't care. It's like you're just trying to get the food in you so you can go do something else. I'm just trying to have an experience like, with my pals. Steve yeah. and I, you know, we're adults, and so we just like enjoy <laughs> my meals. I'm just uh, trying to get a sippy cup with some mashed shit on my plate. Trying to get a just put it in get a blender and smoothie it up. Blended. You're never too old for a sippy cup, dude. Never too know, old for dude. a sippy cup. I fully endorse sippy cups. Let's make each other sippy. Let's make let's make some how goods a sippy cups for when we all come back and we're in the studio together, so we can just sit with our sippy cups and drink them. You're not gonna spill a drink, not a drop. We'll baby. have milk. We'll just drink milk, man. I'll drink chocolate milk. I like chocolate milk better than milk. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds nice. This is protein we're, shake, we're, guys. Twenty years from now, we're gonna. This is gonna be a popular podcast. I'm telling you guys now. <laughs> mark my word. Somebody's listening to this right now. It's gonna be 2047. They're listening to it right now, and they're like, "Wow, oh, dude. man." You know how like wrong. what is chocolate milk? Just like when they milk the chocolate, or how yeah. does that work? <laughs> there's gonna be so many kinds of milks by 2047, dude. And there's no milk. Regular milk is no longer gonna be a thing. Yeah. It's only gonna That's be such a like good point. pecan milks, paint and, milk, and yeah, paint chip milk, yeah, and Logitech lettuce. milk. Lettuce yeah. milk and yeah. chloroform milk, <laughs> cystic fibrosis milk. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's just going to be human milk. I think they're going to start milking yeah, humans yeah. by the time we're well, in dude, our sixties. Some our our good friend B Gorals just hit us up on the on the Insta the other day, and he was just like, I don't know what I I don't know what I said about what you meant on the on the one piece of content on instagram but he was like tell him about tell him about his nipples and what they do and then oh, yeah, i dude, had I to post man, my you, nips. you can milk dude <laughs> <laughs> alan can milk his nips can you do it right now dude i'm not gonna do it right now but i i can i can get liquid out of there I like that you took a second to consider that though no it's like it was like a party yeah. trick at one point in my uh devastating past and i would just like throw my shirt off and be like yo check this out and then i would just like squeeze my like just put pressure on my nips long enough to where i just get like it's essentially just sweat glands like it was like sweat out the tip and then i would get the guitar and started playing look real close (laughs) yeah right yeah it's like either either that this is like milk chicks yeah, it's either Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> or milk myself. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> once the guitar stopped working, once Alan was like tired of singing, he's like, oh God, I'm sick and tired of singing. Uh, uh, has anybody seen me milk my nips? Here, check this out, everybody. <laughs> you can Show milk them a tricks, man. dude. Show them the tricks. You can milk a man. I think, yeah, I think it came, I think it came about though during that like Meet the Fockers campaign where they were like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you can milk anything with nipples. I was like, can you milk me? I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> can you milk me? <laughs> I was like, oh, I would just bring that like DVD to parties with me and just fast forward to that one part and be like, actually, <laughs> yes, I can. Check this out. a great party trick, dude. I haven't seen it happen for a long time. I wonder if you could even still do it. Dude, when's the last time you guys went to a proper house party? <sighs> Dang. It's a long time. Yeah, I've, I, I haven't like, been to a proper like, house party. There's a lot of like my, my friend out here uh, who's originally friends with my older brother has been uh, taking me to a bunch of like exclusive like rooftop parties that are that are hosted in like house how like nice houses out here uh, like on the water and stuff. But they have really nice rooftops. But then you can like go down and like stomp through their super nice house and like, dude, what do you guys do for a living? Because this place is fucking crazy. Um, mm. but they're typically like Edgeless. residing on the roofs. Um, but I haven't been to a proper, I mean, dude, those no house parties were like our house parties back in the day. I don't, well, I pre- all, they're probably all better. <laughs> our house parties were <laughs> debaucherous <laughs> and so idiotic. Yeah. I was talking God. to my brother-in-law. Time, I was talking to my brother-in-law about that house that we had. We had all had a share house. Steve, you never lived there, but you you definitely had been there before. Okay. And uh, it came up the other day in some conversation we were having. And just the look on his face told the story. He's like, how many people do you have living at that dump? Bro, like in 12. There was like 12. I was counting them up. And there was like at least 10 at one point in a house that was maybe 1,700 square feet. Uh, Yeah. that's Like that's hell, actually. When I think about like things that, you know, scare me. (laughs) <laughs> having having to be back in a house like that sharing a house with like 10 adults remember, it's like remember, it makes remember, me anxious like i start like <laughs> my adam's apple yeah. starts fluttering well that's growth muchachos that's growth we've yeah, grown yes. up alan has a eight-year-old son now steve's 62 <laughs> and i'm just still out here in new york acting like a pervert all day long so nothing's changed here <laughs> going to house parties and macking on nines and trying to hook myself up with something real nice drinking chocolate milks all night long dude sevens let's out. be honest sevens, <laughs> sevens yeah, let's be honest dude 6.1s at the highest for sure yeah, yeah uh, but, well you know, um, that's what happens man you grow up Stevie baby, uh, yeah. God bless your mother, because your head yeah. is far larger than it needs to be, and um, <laughs> and God bless your sister. Happy birthday! Thank you, uh, thank you to your happy birthday entire baby. family. Thank actually, you. your entire family shares a birthday. It's wild. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give your your wife some uh, some financial loving so she can get you hammered drunk at dinner dude and then i'm gonna ask her to take a picture of you so that we can so that we can just giggle our asses off at how fucking hammered oh, you dude, are tonight drunk man. steve is the best steve best version oh, of steve no, ever. No, 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 no. just one last one last one last little caveat <laughs> before we end this podcast steve and steve actually bless his heart he's currently house sitting 
our house because he's a sweet boy and he does wonderful favors for people. But at one point we were gone and he and Laura were house sitting our house and we have these like <laughs> ring cams on the outside and they they're they're great for this specific reason is that stevie boy you know he, he had a couple of he had a couple old fashions uh at lucky you and they roll home sure. into they gave him a half gallon of monarch vodka at <laughs> lucky you and Close he uh he they like laura comes and they park in the parking lot and you can see steve just like he's got the reclining the the, the seats recline and lucky use like a 10 minute drive to our house he already like reclined all the way back and laura is so funny she opens up his door she's like i'm not doing this right now <laughs> helps him out of the car helps him out of the car and like and then we also have like a doorbell one too, right? So we can see the whole, ch it's like, it was like a scene out of a movie. We get, he gets out of the car and then the ring doorbell goes off. We see that one and he's standing up against the bar and he's, the, you know, he opens the door and he's just visibly swaying, opens the door and go, <laughs> and you hear the, our dogs bark, you know, he goes, hi, poopy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I wish we, hi poopy i wish we could play it on the i don't know how we do it on this <laughs> so new good. podcast space but steve i hope That's you so have good, a dude. birthday that reflects uh that that evening at lucky you tonight well um, you'll, but without you'll, you'll see it because i'm going back to your place tonight so yeah oh, yes dude all right well i'll keep that in the champagne room or do <laughs> all right, love you dudes man. Right, birthday, thank, man thank you guys love you guys i appreciate that Hell yeah, man. Go have some go, fun, man. Go have some, go have some fun. Nice. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge. lodge.